Well, let's look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. Uh, we've been in a series called Always Winning. You know, we camp on these things. You, you could throw all these different points into a, a sermon and all the different things and just pack it in and then go on to something else. And, um, you know, I've oftentimes taught in series. And, um, you know, when you just kind of sit in something and, and marinate in it, and then you hit it from different angles, and then, you know, when you come back a week later and, and you've had different experiences, you know, when you go out into the world, I, um, if you don't know this, you need to know it, you leak. You leak the word. You, whatever you put in you, it doesn't just stay like that unless you do something to maintain it. So you have to, you have to stay built up. So when you're getting the truth, you can think, I, I, I have that. After you've gone out, and dealt with the world, there may be, you need a, a good dose of it. And as you get it from different angles, it can get solidified to where you, you don't lose that truth. Yeah. It doesn't, you, it's, it's in you. And um, so the point uh, of, what, we, of, of uh, what we're doing is not just to cover a bunch of subjects, it's to change our lives change how we actually interact in everyday life. It's not to, to have head knowledge. It's to have experiential knowledge. It's to have wisdom in how to deal with um, the situations of life. You know, if you come up against a situation and you know something in the back of your head, but it doesn't change the way you behave, well, it's, you may not be able to say it's worthless. I mean, I guess you have some knowledge, but Practically speaking, in, in the way it, it actually affects our life, it's worthless. And that's not, that's not what we're after. We're after life change, and that's what God wants us to do, too. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. First part of that says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. He always leads us in triumph, always leads us to win. In 1 Corinthians 15.57 it says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So he always leads us in triumph. He always gives us the victory. If we'll follow him, if we'll go after him. If we just say, oh, well, that's nice. I'm going to do my own thing. That's not the same. He could be leading, leading us in victory. But if we're going over here, we're not following. We're not on the pathway to victory. We're just on our own path. We're just taking a walk. Well, I know God wants me to win. I know God wants me to have victory, we can say to ourselves. Yeah, but if we're not, not going to cooperate with him, then we're not going to experience it. Because you know, everybody, God has already provided salvation for every person on the face of the earth. He's already provided healing for every person. He's already provided uh, uh, material uh, blessings for every person, but if we don't cooperate with him, if we don't call on the name of Jesus, if we don't accept him as our healer, if we don't do what he calls, tells us to do um, as it comes to material things, we're not ex going to experience it. So it's him, so let's, let's just say this, though. 
there's two sides. There's the God side and the man side. You know, grace is God's part. Grace is what God has done. And faith is how we receive what God has done. And so, um, you know, somebody said it. Uh, or somebody say, you know, it's like, it's like an apple tree or a fruit tree. Uh, grace is like the tree being there, the fruit being there. Faith is how you pick the fruit. Faith doesn't put the tree there. Faith doesn't put, you know, the, the fruit there. It doesn't make it available. It didn't grow it. It just takes it. So, but you, so you can't do with your part. You can't make it available. But with your part, what you do is receive what already is available. So we have to know God has already made it available. God has already given us everything we need. And so we need to cooperate with him to receive it. So we can't act like God hasn't done something because then that's not believing the word. But we have to act uh, in faith and cooperate with him. So if he has given us the victory, we can't say, well, I just don't see it this time. I don't see how. Because then that's, well, we know that's basically like if, if, if Jesus is leading us in triumph and victory, but we say, I don't see how. We basically sat down. He's going on. We've sat here. We're not going to experience it. So let's... Uh, Let's look at Galatians 6, verse 7 tonight. We'll read this as the context. I actually want to get to verse 9, but Galatians 6, verse 7. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Verse 9, And let us not grow weary... While doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Verse 9 says, and let us not grow weary. If we're going to win, we're going to need to understand we cannot grow weary. and we cannot, If you grow weary, you're going to be tempted to give up. You're going to be tempted to stop. You will not win. So if we're going to win, we cannot have the attitude that we're going to give up, we're going to stop or that we can even entertain growing weary. Here it says, do not let us growing weary while doing good. Of course, you could apply this to a lot of things, but don't grow weary while doing what God has you to do. Don't grow weary while believing God. Don't grow weary on the path to your victory. Don't grow weary. Because it says, in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Well, if you're growing weary, you can lose heart. Weary, weary in the, just the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary means exhausted in strength, endurance, vigor, or freshness. I'll read that part again. You can look it up too. Exhausted in strength, endurance, vigor, or freshness. Notice it says exhausted in those things. That means, you know, I think we overuse that word. Like, I'm exhausted. Well, exhausted means you're, you're out. You know, some people are like, I'm exhausted, and you know you've been exercising for five minutes. Now, you may be exhausted. <laughs> you, you may be. Could, could be true. But exhausted, I mean, exhausted is I, I can't do another. I can't lift my hand. I'm, I'm so done. I'm going to read some more, um, you know, 
synonyms and, and anonyms, but when some, a lot of people say, I'm done, and that just means they're a little bit frustrated. Man, I'm done. I'm so done with this. <laughs> what that means is somebody just said something I didn't like, and I'm done. And they, ha you know, they haven't even, it's just happened once. It's not like, you know, they've been dealing with it forever. And sometimes, you know, it could be, I I'm done. I'm, I'm absolutely done. But I think, I think in our society, I know in our society, we're, we're a little bit probably too dramatic on these things. I mean, I think we're a little bit too quick to like, oh, I can't take it anymore. You guys are silent. You don't agree? You don't think so? You think this is the strongest generation? I mean, the people on the face of the earth are the, are, are, we're go I'm not picking on the young kids. I'm saying the people on the face of the earth are just the, they're, they're the most resilient people ever that's walked, right? Our culture? No, I don't think so. I think, I think we, uh, there's a lot of things that have gotten soft. So, but anyway, that's not really my point. But when we see exhausted, exhausted means when you talk about exhausted in strength, in endurance, in vigor, and freshness, it means you don't have anything left. I don't have anything. It doesn't mean I don't feel like giving something. It means I just don't have it. I'm, I'm out. Um, another another uh, definition, having one's patience, tolerance, or pleasure exhausted. Having one's patience, tolerance, or pleasure exhausted. That's weary. I'm weary. That means I, I'm, I'm exhausted. My patience is out. My tolerance, I, I can't take it anymore. You know, I, I'm just done. That's what weary means. So just some, to, to go a little further, just to, to paint a picture, I like to do this sometimes, it just brings it home. Some synonyms and similar words to weary are tired. So we're supposed to, so think about this as we're reading this. It says, don't, we're going to read other verses, but do not let us grow weary while doing good. Don't let us, do not grow, let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So don't, don't, don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Can you put up 2 Thessalonians 3.13? We'll read this before we read some of those words. It also says, um, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. So similar passage. Do not grow weary in doing good. Do not grow weary in uh, walking the path for, that God has you. Don't grow weary in, in the vocation that God has given you. Don't grow weary in your marriage. Don't grow weary in believing God for what he said you could have. Don't, you could say, in doing good, in whatever the pathway is that would line up with the Bible, don't grow weary. So weary, some words that are similar are synonyms. Tired, don't grow tired in doing good. Don't, don't be exhausted. Exhausted is another thing. Wearied, fatigued, drained. I think that's a word that we use a lot. I'm drained. The Bible said don't, don't start going that path. So don't, if we don't want to go that way, then don't say it. One way that we can, if we don't want to go, if we don't want to be weary, we shouldn't say I am weary. I, I am drained. All these, we not, I don't know how many people in here are going to use you know, weary, but I'm drained. Don't say drained. And when I say don't say it, the Bible you know, says our words matter. We've talked about that. 
not just don't say it mechanically, but when, but when you say it, you're, you're hearing it, you speaking it out, it is putting things into motion. Your body perks up. Oh, we're tired. We're tired. I, I'm tired. I, and, I'm, and instead of doing something opposite and saying something opposite, if we side in with how we feel, it's just going to go that much worse, that much more so. But let's go through this list. We're, uh, worn. Another word for weary is worn, spent, beaten, dead, or beat. I'm so beat. No, those are all words that mean weary. We're, we're not to grow weary. We're not to grow drained, fatigued, spent, worn, beaten, beat, exhausted, in doing what God has us to do. That's not an option. God doesn't set us on a path and say it's okay to slow down and stop and grow weary. Mm -hmm. That's never okay. Is that okay? Like, you know, if, you, if you're at your job, is it okay to be like, oh, well, I'm just, uh, this is going to be a really slow day. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. You know, if, if, you, if you watch um, any kind of sport at any level, particularly professional sports, though, they're getting paid to show up and give everything. It's not an option to be like, well, I'm just tired. You may be getting tired. That's not, you don't say, I'm tired, so I'm not going to perform. You may be feeling tired, but you're going to perform. You're going you're gonna to give it everything. Well, we're in, we're in a war. You know, in, um, when you're serving God, there is, there is a spiritual war. You know, Paul likens it to being in a fight. We've talked about that. Likens it to, to a sporting event. And so we don't want to be weary in what we're doing. It's not an option. A, uh, antonyms or, or near antonyms. So things that are opposite what we're talking about. Rested. So these are the things, if you don't want to be weary, these are the types of things that really we want to be in doing good or in doing what God has you. These are the type of things we want to be. These are the type of things that want to uh, describe us. Rested. Rejuvenated. Refreshed. How about refreshed in doing good? Refreshed in the plan of God. Refreshed in doing what God has for us. Refreshed in believing God's promises. Rejuvenated. Fresh, relaxed. You can look all these things up, too. I mean, you guys can take notes, but there's also, you could just, Merriam-Webster, boom, you see all of them. Invigorated, invigorated. We're, I mean, that, instead of being weary, you're invigorated. That's like, the, that's like a total opposite. You're, you're ready to go, right? I'm invigorated. You know, I, I see somebody just jumped into a, Cool, uh, uh, not a cold, but a cool pool, and they're ready to go. They're, they got the, the water's refreshing. Tireless. Tireless. Opposite of where you, you don't get tired. You just keep going. Active, energetic, strong, revitalized, strengthened, peppy. Everybody say peppy. 
it's kind of fun to say. Peppy. You're peppy. Peppy is the opposite of weary. I'm so weary. No, I'm peppy. Ready? You could just say that to yourself. That probably brings us about, you know, you, your, your mind tells you I'm so weary. No, oh, no, I'm peppy. Maybe you don't want to say it out loud at work. People think you're weird. Going down, you know, got a pep in your step. I'm peppy today. But these are good things to tell ourselves when we, when we have the thoughts that I'm weary. I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. No, I'm peppy. No, I'm invigorated. I'm rejuvenated. I'm refreshed. I'm rested. I'm relaxed. I'm good. I'm all set. What's that mean? I can do this all day long. Captain America. <laughs> Some of you got that reference. That's another reference. <laughs> Some of you didn't get that either. No, never mind. I could do this all day long. We can that that means you're 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 rested, you're rejuvenated, you're refreshed. You're peppy, but not in your own strength, not in your own way. We are, we are doing it. If we're doing good, if we're on God's path, we're not talking about just positive thinking. We're not talking about just mind over matter. We're, we're going to agree with what God has said, and we're going to do it in His strength. Look quickly. We've read this, so we'll just, but just in this context... Ephesians 6.10, and just read that context. We've, we've read this in previous messages in this series, but look at it here. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So that if you're strong in the Lord, the power of His might, that would have more to do with, you know, revitalized and strong and energized than it would weary and exhausted and fatigued. No, you're strong in Him, though. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the, the wiles of the devil. Skip down to verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Well, if you're going to stand, you're not going to be weary. If you're going to win, if you're going to be led in victory, you're not going to be weary. You can't be weary and make it through. If you're in a marathon, which life is, you can't afford to get weary and quit. A fourth of the way, a halfway three, three quarters of the way, you have to know that you're going to keep going. In the plan of God, in the promises of God, in the pursuit of what God wants you to do, you have to go until. But it's not you strengthening yourself. You're, you're relying on Him but we can't have the mindset that it's okay to give in to anything that would sound like weary, like depleted. Those are the devil's terms when you're talking about running your race or you're talking about believing God. Anything that sounds like any of that is going to lead to defeat. Did you hear me? It's never okay. Now, I'm not saying that all of us have been tempted to be weary, to, we have felt weary, we felt depleted, maybe we felt like we were exhausted, but it's not okay to go down that path and to say, where does that lead? Think about it. If you're going to be in the game, if you're going to be in the plan of God, if you're going to be in the war that's on the earth as a Christian, if you're going to do your part, where does it lead if you start saying, I'm weary, I'm exhausted? What are you saying? I'm losing. Yeah. 
I'm going to lose. I can't go forward. I, where does that end up? Where is the stop in the Bible, in the plan of God, for somebody getting weary and sitting down and it's over? Where is that? Where is that when you're believing God for something? Where is it that you believe this is what God has promised me, this is what God has already bought and paid for, and I will do with it? Where in that path does weary have a place? What does getting weary, believing God, lead to? It means you're not going to obtain. It means you're going to be defeated. It means you're going to be sidetracked. It doesn't have any place. Ever. There's just no, there's no path. When you're on the path, the right path, there's no path that makes room for just being exhausted. I can't go anymore. That doesn't mean you're not tempted. That doesn't mean... You know, you haven't yielded. Whether it was you or me, if we yielded to it, number one, we didn't have to, and number two, it led us where we, we shouldn't have been. Okay? And so we can't do anything about the past, but what we can do something about is where we're going. And we can know that that is, when, we, when we're tempted, when we have thoughts, when we have, I, I'm not, I, just, I don't know how I'm going to go further. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how... Um, I can see finishing. I don't know how I'll obtain anything that sounds like that. We have, there should be a red flag go up and say, oh no, that, that's going nowhere. I need to stop it now. I need to be peppy. I need to be energized. I need to be refreshed. I need to be relaxed. I need to be rested in this because, man, I'm not done. Whatever it is, if I haven't obtained this, just. You know, we, we, while we're on this earth, we're, we're, we'll continually be pressing forward. But again, it's not us in our own strength. But, you, but we have to yield to the right thing. Yield just means let go. I mean, let it, let it you know, when you're, when you're driving and you have to yield to somebody, it means you're letting them go ahead of you. Well, when you talk about yielding something, you let God's strength flow through you. Do you know you can circumvent or, excuse me, um, short circuit the power and the strength of God in our life? If we, if, even though the, all his strength is there, even though his plan and his purpose is, uh, is available, even though what he's provided is available, if we say, I, you know, I can't, I, I don't have the strength, then we will short circuit it. It won't be able to flow because we're not yielding to it. On the other hand, when you yield to it, you're saying, man, I may not agree. I may not see uh, how I may not feel like it, but Lord, I'm letting your strength flow. I'm, I'm choosing to agree with you and you can say it in faith. No, I have plenty. I have plenty of energy. I'm not exhausted. In, in, in fact, I'm overflowing. Well, now, you may not feel like it, but you're yielding to God versus yielding to exhaustion, yielding to being weary, yielding to weariness. You're yielding to the wrong thing. That, that can just, all the strength can just run out of you. You may have felt okay, but you start saying, I'm exhausted, pretty soon you'll be too weak to do anything. So we, we're told not to grow weary. And if we're said, let us not, if it says, let us not grow weary in doing good, that means there a tempta there's a temptation to do so, and there's a possibility, and it's not uncommon for that to be a temptation. It's not uncommon for that to push on us. Otherwise, the Bible wouldn't tell us, don't let that. Let us not do that. 
We, we, have, we have to know when you're feeling it, it's not just you. It's, 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 not, it's not an isolated case. We're all tempted. If we're going to run a race on this, you're, everybody's going to be tempted to be like, no. Nah. That's why in these places the Apostle Paul's saying, don't let us not do that. Don't do that. We have to do something else. Isaiah 40, verse 29. Let's read this verse of Scripture. Go back and look at, at some of these things Isaiah's saying here. It says he gives, talking about God, he gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. Well, that means you could feel weak, but he gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, he increases strength. To those who have no might, he increases strength. Well, if you'll yield to him. Verse 30, look at that. Even the youths shall faint and be what? Weary. They'll be exhausted. That means those that should have the strength, that they're young, they're fresh, they could grow exhausted. And the young men shall utterly fall, saying the people that ought to have strength, they could fall. But those who wait on the Lord, notice now it doesn't say anything about age, doesn't say anything about that. It says, they shall renew their strength. They shall renew their strength. If you wait on him, you'll renew your strength. You shall, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be what? Weary. Not be weary. They shall run and not be weary. Talking about those that wait on the Lord. They shall, run, they shall walk and not faint. Let's read this part again. Verse 31. Those who wait on the Lord. Now let's go back and just read 29 and 30 as well. Just so you see the, the flow of it. He gives power to the weak. God gives power to the weak. That means you may be tempted. You're feeling weak. You're feeling like weariness is coming on. But we read, let us not grow weary. Let us not grow weary. So if you're feeling weak, there's good news. He gives power. Power to the weak. Power to the faint. Those who have no might, he increases strength. If we'll look to him. Notice, he increases strength. But we're going to have to look to him. Verse 30, even the youths shall faint and be weary. So those that have strength. So he's saying, look, there, there can be situations where even the people that should have strength are failing. And I believe as we get more and more into the last days, which we are in, you're gonna, the situations are ramping up to where even people, you see it now. Over the last three years, so many reports of people just being fatigued and being mentally drained and having issues um, you know, just being down and depressed and having no energy and everything. It's, it's rampant among every age group, especially young people. And so even the young people, it's saying, will, shall faint and be weary, but, and the young men shall utterly fall. This means drop out in exhaustion. But verse 31, those who wait on the Lord. Now we're talking about winning. We're talking about victory. But if we're going to go to victory, we're, we cannot be weary and fall halfway or a quarter of the way on the course and still win. We're not even finishing. So if we're going to say we're going to win, part of it is we can't yield. We can't go down this path, and we have to know there's this for us. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew 
their strength. So you're going on, you're, you feel weariness pushing you, you feel drain, you feel fatigue. We need to know if we'll wait on the Lord, he shall renew our strength. It says they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run. They shall run. They shall run and not be weary. That means you're going, you're pressing into things. You're pushing on. You're going in the things God has called you to do. You're, you're fully partaking of the promises of God, and you're not weary. And it says, they shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. Psalm 103, verse, uh, let's just read 1 through 5. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forgot, er, forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. In uh, the Amplified Classic, verse 5, it says, Who satisfies your mouth, your, necessar your necessity and desire at your personal age and situation with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. So that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. Well, what does that lead? Where are you going? Victory. You're strong, overcoming, soaring. Second Corinthians 4.1, and then we're going to read a little bit further back in 2 Corinthians 4. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy... We do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Well, what does that say? You losing heart, you're, being, you're weary. You're starting to go, you're, you're going the wrong direction. A little bit further in the uh, same chapter, it says, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working for, with, or for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So it says we don't lose heart. In verse 17, our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, there, in the long term, that's true, but we also have to look at it the short term. When something is pushing on us, wearying us, that you don't start going, okay, no, I'm not going to be able to go forward. Wait a minute, this isn't forever. This thing is not forever. I'm not, and if I start getting weary in it, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm inviting it to be more permanent. I, I'm saying I'm going to sit down here. Instead of saying, no, I'm going past. No, I'm not, I'm not camping here. It says, verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Well, if you're going to receive strength from God, you're going to have to look at things that aren't seen. 
If you're going to not be weary when everybody around you is weary and the situation and the circumstances look wearying and fatiguing, you're going to have to look at something that you can't see with your physical eyes in order for that not to happen, in order for you to have the, the energy, for you to have the refreshing, for you to have the rest that you ought to. And so we're going to have to look at something else. Hebrews 12 verse 1 tells us what we ought to be looking at. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So it's, it's saying, let's consider Jesus. Let's run the race that it's before us and consider Jesus looking to him, the author and the finisher of our faith. And then it says, it says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And then verse 3, consider him, consider Jesus, look to Jesus, who endured this hostility from sinners against himself. What? Lest you become weary and discouraged in yourselves. So look at Jesus, lest you become weary. So you need to look to him. Otherwise, you're going to become weary and discouraged in your souls. So how do, you be, how do you avoid becoming weary? Look to the Lord. Look to Jesus. Look to Him. Draw strength from Him. Know that you're not experiencing anything that people haven't experienced. Know that you're not, you're not in, in something that nobody has ever faced Know that Jesus is out ahead of you, that he's already run his race. You need to keep your eyes on him and draw strength from him. Notice that we read, we started out that he always leads us in triumph. God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. So that's the pathway that we're going after. God is leading us in triumph in Christ. So if we'll go after, if we'll keep our eyes on Jesus, then we can walk in victory. Then we can walk in His strength, in His way, but you're going to have to put your eyes on something that you can't see. I'm not talking about your physical eyes now. The eyes of faith. Inside, you're going to have to see, I, if I'm going to walk in victory, then I can't afford to get weary. And it says here, in Hebrews, you're going to get weary if you don't look at him. And it says, look at him lest you get weary and discouraged. So if we, if we sense fatigue, if we sense weariness, if we sense the, the draining, what do we need to do? Look to him. Look to him and say, Lord, I, I'm sensing that, but I know where that's going to lead. I know that's not going to go in the right place. I know I can't afford it. The Bible says, let us not grow weary. I can sense I'm growing weary. I need to do something about it. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to draw strength from you. I'm going to draw strength 
for you said, if I wait on you, the Bible said, if I wait on you, I will be strong. So I'm going to believe that. Let's look at 1 Corinthians just to close. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. We're going to read one of the verses we read at the beginning, then look at the next verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Notice that if you go back, keep that place, but if you can put up Galatians 6, 9, where we started. And I want, you to see, I want you to see these two together, and then we'll pop back here, so if you can keep those two ready. If you go back to uh, Galatians 6, 9, and then we'll come back here. This is... This is what we started with. Let us not grow weary it, while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Do not, let us not grow weary. So we're talking about winning. We're talking about always winning. So we say, do not, it says here, don't grow weary in doing good. So don't grow weary on the path, doing what God has called you to do, believing God what he told you is possible in your life, believing God what he said is already yours. Don't grow weary, for in due season you will reap if you don't lose heart. Now go back over to the other verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, so always abounding in doing good, knowing that your labor is not in vain, knowing that what you're doing is not in vain. See, this world discounts so much of what is actually valuable in the long term if it's for God, if you're working, believing Him, if you're believing what He said you could have, if you're going after God's plan, if you're going after a godly lifestyle, the world discounts it. The world, world will tell you it doesn't mean anything, but this says your labor is not in vain. Believing God is never in vain. Going after what God has for you the best is never in vain. Doing what God has called you to do, it reaps eternal reward. And so if there's a pressure, if there's something that's telling you to be weary, we just say, no. No, I'm not going that way. I am rested. I'm relaxed. I am peppy. I am energized, revigorated, rejuvenated, refreshed. And we're going to keep going on because I believe God. I believe that I can have what he said I can have. I believe I can do what he said I can do. I believe that I'm going to finish my course with joy, doing what God has called me to do because I'm going over. I will win. I will win. I will win. But right on these stops toward winning are going to be these, these off-ramps that look like being weary that look like getting sidetracked, that look like I can't do it anymore. And instead of you're tempted to put your blinker on and say, I'm done, I'm going off, you say, oh, no, no, we're going. And you just put on the gas and you keep going forward in the strength of God. You say, no, we're going to keep moving. I'm going forward. God, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on you to strengthen me. I'm waiting on you to refresh me. I will not grow weary. Because my, my eye is on victory. My eye is on Jesus. My eye is on what you have for me. Amen. And then 
always led in victory, that, that case, because we keep going after him. Amen.